0: Welcome to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast. The podcast that shows you how to build a world-class service business from the dirt up. And now, your host, Mark Stoner. Hello and welcome back to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Stoner. Thank you for joining me this week. I am going to continue my series on business startup, and business startup ideas, and some of the things you should do when you're starting it. Um, And I covered some of it. Last week, you know, or last episode, I should say, you know, some of the thought processes behind it, should you do it, you know, kind of how I think about starting a business. But the next step is arguably one of the funnest parts in my, in my opinion, which is kind of naming it. Once you've decided where, what you're going to get into naming the business is a lot of fun. And, um, I'm going to talk about what I do to name a business and then what we do, the next step is naming it and then some other steps after that. So let me just tell you thoughts on naming and what I do. One of the thoughts, I mean, one of the new things is go to ChatGPT and start, you know, say, give me top 10 names, business names for X business, for a new chimney business, for a pressure washing business, for a consulting business, for a life coaching business, or whatever Business you're going to do. ChatGPT is amazing. And then, you know, start using, you know, what it feeds to you and just keep playing for it. So recently, um, my friend, I was an electrician and he wanted to start a, a business and I don't think he would mind us saying it, but I kept asking him questions and kept putting in ChatGPT and he finally kind of hit on the color blue. He liked the color blue and, you know, there was a lot, you know, volt wise and all kinds of neat names for the, you know, for his business. And he's like, ah, it's not quite it. We kept going, kept going. And then finally it came out, you know, it's electric business it came out with bright blue and bright blue was really a neat idea. It has a, I just loved it. It came up with it and uh, he loved it too. And then he had other things you know, family wise and other businesses that it would tie into. So it became bright blue electric and it was just so good. And and it was, we used Chad GBT, but we just kept going too. like, one of the keys too, is to kind of keep going and keep pushing. Even when you've hit the name, keep pushing it and keep asking questions. Come up with a hundred names before you pick one. Cause I've noticed like, you know, I've started all kinds of different businesses and it's almost never the first name we landed on. If we keep pushing, there's a better name in there, out there. A couple other thoughts on it. Make it simple. Make it, don't do some kind of funny spelling on it. Don't do some kind of a weird Z in there or a a K where there shouldn't be or something cute. The reason I say that is because it gets misspelled a lot. If you have some kind of cute thing in there, people will mess it up so often in your emails and your website that it'll it'll make more mis- problems than you realize. So, like, and also like, don't put two of the same letter after like services something's services, like two s's in a row or two of a letter in a row, like you know. Um, just be careful with how you, you know, put it. So in the emails, it's not you don't make a mistake or people don't make a mistake spelling it wrong or not add enough letters. Um, and so I see so many terrible names that you can't remember or it's being cute or it's being, you know, uh, in their opinion, creative, but it causes, you know, confusion. Another thing I like to do is I like to come up with words and names of businesses that aren't real words. And so Ashbusters, my chimney company, that's not a real word. It's, you know, it's, you know, it's an older term that we use and that, you know, the aging of that, but it's not a real word. Surefire is not really a real word. Um, now blue collar gold is an, is as descriptive and I wanted to use blue collar but then I I wanted to use colors in this when we were coming up with it for the book and um you know, uh my Burrotech, that company I have that does powder coating. I don't love the name, but I bought the name and I decided not to change it. It's not bad, but it could be like a technical company, you know, people could have a mistake for it, but it also is very short. It's a very short and com. So my thought on it is when you start looking at names, go to GoDaddy or whatever naming service you're going to use and start typing in the name of the business you're looking at to make sure the dot-com is available or some variation of dot-com. Let's just say brightblue.com wasn't available, but my brightblue.com was available or our bright blue Electric. Now, the problem with bright blue Electric is there's two E's, blue and then electric. So... You know, I don't think he chose that one, but you know, brightbluepower.com, I think is what it was. But you know, just keep playing around with what it is, but make it as short as possible. When you do your name, say, you know, whatever at whatever, make your name super short. Don't make it be like mark.stoner at ashbusterschimneyservice.com. Like my email is mark at ashbusters.com. Friend of mine, he just uses a letter. It's in his company. It's called one nine. So it's in his name is Nathan in at one nine dot com. And uh, so I make that as short as possible on everything you can. So there's less likelihood of mistakes. So then let's just say you've come up with a name, do a search to see if there's other people in your area that has that name. You may want to talk to an attorney at this point. I wouldn't spend a lot of money on trademarking and a lot of that. Like another thing you can do is have your name as a DBA. In other words, that's a doing business as, which means you can almost name it anything you want. If it's under a different company name, so for instance, my company is Stoner Enterprises Incorporated, and I've got names underneath it. So you can have a DBA Ashbusters Chimney Service, a DBA Poppy and Peep, DBA Burrotech. I don't have it set up that way, but you can have one corporate entity and then have other names under it, and you just you can name it whatever you want, DBA this, and so that's a way to also get around uh, naming. Um, And I do like the idea of having a corporate structure that owns things and then you have other businesses under it to protect it. So that's my thoughts on naming short, sweet, maybe come up with uh, two words that become a word. Don't be too cute on the spelling. Make it a quick dot com if at all possible and make your email very short. One thing, too, is don't use a at gmail dot com. You know, I've seen people that have, you know, say ashbusters.com, but their email is mark at or ashbusters at com. A gmail.com email is not professional. It does not look professional. Now, it's fine for personal, but it doesn't look good if you're a company and you have a Gmail account like that, uh, that says dot at gmail. So make sure you switch your email over as fast as possible to your dot com, and it's way more professional a pet peeve of mine when I see it pop up on people's emails. So uh, that's kind of my quick down and dirty thoughts of naming. Use ChatGPT, keep going, have a 100 names, talk to it with people, um, don't be too cute, make it short and sweet, and that's the first step. The next step for me was I use a program called Luka, L-O-O-K-A dot com. It's uh, artificial intelligence generation of logos. So you start putting your logo in, your name in, maybe a slogan that you have, if you've come up with a slogan. And then it starts creating, you know, ask your favorite colors, what industry you're in, and it starts generating amazing logos. And you can keep playing with it. And I do this all the time because, man, there's something exciting about coming up with an idea coming up with a name and then seeing it in a logo and it'll show it to you on signs it'll show it to you on t-shirts on business cards on your phone on websites and so I use that program quite a bit and then if you want to buy the the package that shows all of your colors and your you know your real pro level um, logo stuff then you can buy it from them and download it and I think there's a subscription but it's a lot cheaper than using a pro level person, especially early on. Now, I don't. I, I also use pro level graphics designers once I come up with something and I come back to them because sometimes they can put another level on it. But I don't use them on the initial, you know, initial back and forth. I come up close with something that I like uh, using Luka and other things, and then I might engage them. Uh, so that's, uh, how I come up with logos. Again, a logo needs to be pretty clean, not too detailed. I love like a single image as, as clean as possible and, um, and then you know just be careful with colors and too much complexity now i say that and then look at starbucks logo that thing is as complex as they can be and but most people would not say the starbucks logo is a one of the best logos it's definitely recognizable but there are other logos, clearly, everybody knows McDonald's and Shell and Kentucky Fried Chicken with the colonel. And, you know, you know, you know, a lot of logos that are in your life, Exxon and these kind of things. And you're never going to have the money to come up to that level, most likely. Um, but something that's easy to reprint is. Easy to put on shirts on the side of a truck, on the side in a website that's scalable. You can recognize what it is, small or big. And those, that's some general thoughts on the logo. Again, make a bunch of logos. And then, like, I've seen people make logos and they've got a lot going on in the logo. They want to say a lot in the logo. And it simply won't matter. The thing that you got to remember is it's okay to change your logo later. So don't get too hung up on this because like Ash. So for instance, my company, it wasn't, didn't start off as Ashbusters; It started off as Chimney Master and I had a whole different logo. I had a Masters of the Universe muscular chimney guy coming out of the top of a house and that was my logo for years. Well, when I moved to Nashville, there was already a company here called Chimney Master. So I had to do a rebranding. Nobody knew me here. Nobody cared. Nobody barely knew me in the town I was from in Indiana. So I did a rebranding for Ashbusters. Well, I came up with a new name, something that was A at the time. It mattered to be at the top of the yellow pages. That doesn't matter anymore. But I came up with Ashbusters and then uh, I hired a graphic designer to come up with the logo. Uh no, I shouldn't say that. I came up with a real basic logo myself, like a house with a chimney on it. And that was Ashbuster's logo for a long time. And then I had another, you know, the A was like the A frame of a house logo. And then finally I hired a pro. And she went through and came up with what we have now, which is the the top hat, because I wanted to pay homage to what we came from. There's brick in it. There's a brush. And you know, it's just it's our logo. I then later, many, many years later, trademarked Ashbusters because there were some people kind of playing on it. And I trademarked it. But what I couldn't trademark was that was about a three thousand dollar process to trademark it. They have to do multiple nationwide searches and then tell you if you're infringing on anybody and then you pay a lawyer to, you know, and the government to trademark it. One of the things in trademarking was um like I couldn't trademark Ashbusters Chimney Service because chimney service wasn't trademarkable but what was was the word Ashbusters with a brick background and so the my logo is my top hat the brush the, the word Ashbusters and the brick logo behind it but not chimney service that's under it when we had our franchise which was servant uh, franchising that was going to be called Fireplace Safety USA our fireplace was fireplace safety because that's what Jim Brewers was. It was Fireplace something you USA. Fireplace, I can't remember what it was called. Well, we went to trademark it and went to the lawyers. They're like, well, none of this is trademarkable. So you can't you can't trademark any of it. It's too broad. So we came up with servant, which was a a different is not a real word and and a logo, and it was all trademarkable, and we did that. So um be careful. like, and So my point was, well, how did Apple do it? Well, they, they're Apple. So there's some arguments you're just not going to win because, you know, whatever. It doesn't make sense to me and you, but that's just the reality of it. So do a search. Uh, if you want to trademark it, you can. But I would not do that at first because you may go through name changes. You may go through all kinds of stuff. That, it's one of the last things I would do is trademark it. But I'm just giving you some ideas for in case you do want to later. So the next step for me, once I name a business, I come up with some kind of basic logo, which is not, doesn't have to be right off the bat, but the name does, because then you need to determine on the legal structure of the business. What is it going to be? Most people go with the LLC and I am not an attorney. I'm not going to tell you which legal structure you should come up with, but I can tell you this, do not be a sole proprietor. That's the basic one where you use your social security number to open up the bank account and start the business as that. Please, 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 in the service business, do not be a sole proprietor. In most any businesses, almost everyone will tell you that's too dangerous. You can be sued. They can come in and take your personal belongings, your land, your house, your your stuff. They just come to your personal bank account and it's theirs. Do not start a sole proprietorship. Move to... Uh, LLC, uh, there's a S S-Corp, there's C-Corps. Those are the main ones. So talk to an attorney and get an accountant and get some basic legal advice of what structure you want to set it up as because that will affect taxation. It will also then protect you in case you get sued. Now, This is also very important. This next step is the really, really super, 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 very super important. I don't know if I could be any more clear. You must set up a bank account in the business name. Once you determine it, you've got a legal structure, go to the bank and open up its own account in that name. Now, this is very important because then all money's coming in. Or loan to the company let's just say you've got to put five thousand dollars in from your personal account it goes into that account from your account i'll get into quickbooks in a minute but then all of the money that people pay you goes into that account under that business name and then you pay all the bills including yourself out of that account this is super important i don't i think i i think i said that before this is where a lot of people get in trouble because they commingle funds. That's the word, the phrase you need to know. Commingling of funds is the way that a lot of businesses get ruined. They think they've got a corporate veil. They think they've got protection, but they did not. They just, you know, they just took money out of the account whenever they wanted to. They, um, they, uh, put money into the account. They basically didn't treat the corporation like a corporation. They treated the corporation like it's their own personal account. And if you treat your own person, if you treat this corporation like your personal account, so will the, uh, law. So will the attorneys like that. He never, they didn't do the, the legal, all the right legal things. So we don't have to either. So, That's one of the biggest mistakes people make is they, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, pay themselves cash out of it. They'll just, they'll just dip into it and pay personal expenses or they'll pay their house or they'll pay, you know, they'll go on vacation on the company money and stuff like that. Do not do that. Pay yourself a very minimal salary out of the account. Even if it's 50 bucks a week, a hundred bucks a week, pay taxes on it. Pay yourself bonuses as you need to out of the account, but pay taxes on it. Pay Don't just write yourself a flat check. Do all the right things when you take money back out of the account. Set yourself up on a salary that you get every week. Also, um, when you set this up, you need to set up... I use QuickBooks. I think QuickBooks is the best one for most people to grow with there's others there's cheap ones there's all kinds of names but the problem is what I've seen is a lot of them don't tie into other software very well where QuickBooks is pretty universal and pretty simple so I highly recommend getting a professional to set up your QuickBooks for you now it says you can do it yourself and you can go online and read and answer the questions don't do that there's go online, book, put in QuickBooks Professional in my area, and a whole list of, of accounting firms are going to show up. Now, what I would always recommend doing is get with somebody and have them set up your QuickBooks for the first time. It used to be about $300, but 300 to $500, I think is a pretty typical amount to pay somebody to get you set up and going in the right direction. And then if you want to continue accounting services with them, they'll probably give you a per month amount. And you're going to have to make the decision if that's a good thing or not. In general, you should do it. If you can afford to do it, having clean books from the beginning and doing this all right pays so many dividends later. I can tell you I didn't do any of this right. That's why I'm an expert at it. And I had to pay a company a huge amount to come in. And at the time, this was probably early 2000s, I had to pay somebody about $30,000 to come in and fix my mess because I, what I'm telling you, I did not do. And um, it, it was very expensive to fix. And so my best bet right here is slow down To go fast later, slow down and do these things right. Set up the corporate structure, and then you take that corporate structure and what's called that FEIN number to the bank, and then you open up your bank account, a business checking account. Okay, so that is some of the basics on starting up. And and, and in a way, I'm just kind of rambling, I'm just going to give you business thoughts, but also go ahead and set up a business. Check our business credit card. Uh, the business credit card for you to pay with needs to have points or cash rewards for you to use it. Do not just use a corporate a business debit card for your business. Unless you're terrible with money and you can't you can't pay your credit cards off fully at the end of the month. Do not get, use a credit card for that. but if you can pay them off and you're good and you are you feel good about it, Use a credit card because of the protections you get and the points you get. I'm flying. We're going to Dubai to, tonight. I'm going on a, a, a scuba trip to the Maldives uh, over in the Indian Ocean area. Most people don't know where the Maldives is. I didn't. I'd look it up. But our flight goes through Dubai, going there and coming back. I'm doing the whole thing first class because of all the points I get um, with my business credit cards, I'm being able to take, um, I take a lot of flights because I get points on all the purchases my companies make. And that's kind of a, a benefit that I get for the business. I'm actually going with another chimney company owner and we'll talk chimneys and try to write a lot of it off. But the point is I get a lot of secondary benefits from these cards. Also like spark Cashback card, We use that cash back feature to, you know, pay the bills, even give, uh, you know, like, um, you know, gift cards and things like that out of that cash back feature. So make sure you're getting the most out. of. I'll tell you one thing. We use American Express for a lot of things. And at this local gas station, if I use my American Express Gold at the gas station, I get, I think I've, I get three times points. You get signed, so you pick certain categories. You get multiple points. So I get three times points at this gas station to use the credit card, and then the get the credit card or the gas station itself has a points reward system. That if we use, we sign up for their points reward system, we get points from them as well, and then I get tons of points from them, and I take those cards or those points and give those points of those cards out to my employees as other spiffs. So again, you buy a gallon of gas and you get points from the gas station and you get points from the credit card company. And then you also get the gas. So make sure you're playing this game in the right way, I should say. Okay. So we've talked about, you know, naming the business. We've talked about the logo and again, each one of these topics could be a 10 part series. So I'm just kind of going through my thought process on this, this process on the startup. Um, we set, we talked about setting up the corporate structure. We talked about setting up, uh, you know, your QuickBooks and your bank accounts. And I think those are very critical to set those up and get going. But. Don't get too hung up on the name and the logo right off the bat because they can change and it's okay to change. Don't be so locked up that you think it can't change. It, it needs to change a lot of times. Don't get too structurally sound on that. Uh, my friend Alan Rush, and he wouldn't mind me saying this, you know, when he came to me and was going to start his own business. He, um, you know, he said, "I'm going to start my own business," and I'm like, "Cool." And we, we got talking about it, and I'm like, "What's the name of your business?" And he said, "Augval," and I said, "What?" He said, "Augval. Augval is uh, or no, yeah, augmented value is what he said." I said, "Augmented value." He's the sales coach, right? I'm like, man. He goes, "Yeah." So when you use me, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna show you how the how the you know the value goes up and he augments the value i'm like man when i don't like something what i say is i don't love it and so i said man i don't love it uh, i really hated it but i didn't want to say that because a lot of times by the time you've got to that point he had a logo he had colors he had full graphics like we're you're beating up on their ego and they've been really buying into this name for a long time so you just can't smash them on it So I said, man, I'm just going to tell you, your name Rush is to me one of the best names in your business, you know, that you could have as a business because it's your name. But also you could sell the company later and that name still has, you know, other meanings. It's, you know, he named it Rush Profits. And that's the name we came up with in the in the meeting session. I said that name makes a lot more sense than Ogval, and it's so funny that we we joke about it now uh that he was so tied into that and and you know, I just told you several of my thought processes one, it was cute it was it, it meant something kind of weird. it would have been spelled wrong, nobody would have known how to spell it all kinds of misspellings. nobody knows what it means and You know, he could have got the, you know, the short dot com because nobody else wanted it. But in that he, you know, he was open for suggestion. He was open for criticism. And you need to be you need to be that way, too. And sometimes someone will just come in and smash your idea. And that's okay. Don't don't hate them for it. If especially if they're a business person, they understand business. Now, if it's just a family name I don't, you know, most all your friends, whatever name you're going to come up with, they're going to say it's great. That's not who you listen to. You go to people who are going to be critical. When I cook barbecue, when I cook, if I cook barbecue for most people, they're all going to say amazing, best barbecue I've ever had. But that's not who really matters. It matters in somewhat. But if I'm competing... I need to hear from a barbecue judge. I need to hear from a critic. I need to hear from somebody who their their opinion actually has some weight to it. So make sure you're getting counsel from people. If you're listening to this and you want me to take a look at it, shoot me an email, mark at ashbusters.net. Oh, you know, my dot net is funny. I do have the .com, but it's a whole another story where um a web company, not Spark marketer, messed me up and I had to switch everything to dot net, but that's another story for another day. But send me your email, send me uh, your ideas. I'll be happy to give if I have a chance to re- reach back out and and give you some uh some thoughts on what it is and um I'd love to help in that way. So that being said, I am headed to uh, kind of some bucket list items and some of the value of starting a business and going through all this is sometimes you get to take world class adventures. And and so I'm going to a thing called Scuba Spa Maldives and you can look it up. It's a liveaboard boat. We live on the boat for basically a five-day thing. We live and dive and then uh, live on the board, live on the boat, dive every day, multiple times a day. And then also it's a spa on the boat, so you get spa treatment. It's going to be amazing. And then on the way back, we got a couple days at a resort. We had like four or five days at a resort called Lux over there. And then we have to fly back through Dubai. So since we're flying through Dubai, I wanted to stop at a place called uh, Deep Dive Dubai. It's the world's deepest pool, and uh, it's 220 feet deep, and it's an underwater city, and we're going to dive that. And then later that day, we're doing a thing called X-Line Dubai, which is the highest, longest zip line in in an urban structure. So we're basically jumping off a skyscraper and doing a zip line through this marina uh and then into this uh landing area then the next day we're doing uh we're going out because we can't fly the next day because of you know if you dive you can't actually fly an airplane so you got to wait 24 hours so in that time we're going out to the desert and going to ride some camels and ride four-wheelers and while we're getting ready to go so gonna be a trip of a lifetime so epic I will say a lot of this is paid for through points, through credit cards, and uh, you know, through just through the the spoils of running a business and some of the things that didn't cost anybody any money except for it's you know a lot of free points from us spending money with vendors and and on credit cards. So that's what I got going. I will try to do, I don't think I can do a, a podcast from there. And so I'll probably be off for a couple of weeks. I so hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys are healthy and enjoying life, and uh, I hope this podcast is helping you. If you're thinking about starting a business, these are the next things to do. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes or any place that you listen to podcasts. More information is also available at markstoner.com.